Hi, Maggie. Hey, Pia. I just want to preface everybody. I am podcasting from my yard today because it's a beautiful day and I've decided that that should be fine. How's the sound on your end? Is it okay? The sound is honestly not bad. Also, I'm currently recording in my car on my phone. Amazing. Part of my laptop, but you know, sometimes life gets in the way. It does. And that's a Exactly. (laughs) Well, we're happy to be here and we're excited for this week's episode because we're going to be talking about power dynamics and titled the episode this week, you know, the phrase balls in your core or balls in his core or her court, whatever. Those are phrases that we're all very familiar with. They're phrases that we constantly use within our friend groups, our friends, our whatever. And it's one of those things that I wanted to discuss with Maggie today because I think there's a lot to be said about the power dynamics in relationships as well as friendships um, and the ways that that plays out over time, the way that power dynamics shift. I think we can all relate to some degree that there has been a time or a relationship that we've been in where power shifts from one person to another, why that power shifts, what that can look like, and kind of why we are so obsessed with being in control. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot to be said about that. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be tapping into um, kind of feminine and masculine energies within those power dynamics. And maybe it can describe a little bit better why things are the way they are among people. So we're really excited to be here. And let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. All Happy right. Friday when you're listening to this, but it's currently Tuesday. We're home for the holidays, and it's actually so nice to be able to sit down without a crazy schedule for once. I feel like Maggie and I are both always like running around like headless chickens trying to find time to record, um, which makes today super nice because we have a little bit of time to just sit down and really dig into this topic. So thank you for for being here, of course, and I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think today's topic, and I know, um, Pia, you always you you always bring the goods. You always bring such interesting topics, and I think, um, you know, one of our main goals is to talk about s- specific things where everybody can relate. Everybody can relate to yeah or another, and if not, if you can like take anything out of our conversations like we we try to do it's always it's always you know really interesting and I think exactly it's something that I think a lot of us will be able to relate to because this just is the reality of our generation and the relationships that play out Mm -hmm. at least in my personal experience in Maggie's and the people that we're close to and the things that we've heard and seen um Mm -hmm. it seems to be a common thread within relationships and specifically I think this episode will be a little bit more about romantic relationships also friendships totally but I think this plays a bigger role in romantic relationships because there's this phenomenon of you know who's in control who makes who calls the shot who has the power whose court is the ball in per se and why does that ball stay in that court? And the lengths that people are willing to go to in order to get that ball in their court is fascinating. I've gone through those lengths. 
you know, it's something that I feel like I'm finally aware of at the age of mm-hmm. 23 that I wasn't maybe in college when I was dating or in high school. I wasn't dating in high school, but there was definitely some weird situations where I was like, oh my gosh, this other person definitely has the upper hand. Um, whatever. This is something that obviously comes with age. And I think that's something that it's important to start on that note that, and you know, we can go into this deeper, but these power dynamics that we're going to be talking about today are clearly going to be shifting um, as time moves on. And I think that's another interesting topic is, you know, how do those power dynamics shift within relationships over time? Is this something that people can kind of beat the game and just find an equilibrium and a balanced scale where they are Mm -hmm. equal and one? Or is there always going to be a sense of, you know, who has, who's calling the shots, who's in control, you know, who is trying harder to please the other, you know, who's, you know, apologizing to all those factors play into power dynamics within a relationship. And I think it's just fascinating, fascinating, fascinating how people like um, navigate that. So, yeah, yeah, no, I think I have, a, I mean, a lot to add to that in terms of just, it's so interesting to like understand and comprehend in this case that what one term that I really think is, uh, I want to go over and I want to hear your perspective is like, wearing the like who wears the pants in the relationship and what is the difference between uh dominance and versus submission within a relationship Mm -hmm. even just applying to gender and how that has changed over time and throughout just history how you know we we came from a, a period in time where women were just seen as you know the women who ran the house they stayed in they took care of the kids Mm -hmm. affected um, the household but at the same time you know how is that dynamic uh, that submissive position how's that dynamic changed throughout time and how definitely you know in this case how has it shaped how we view our relationships and mm-hmm. our within our relationships and that we'll talk about a little a little bit yeah. more that within like fem fem energy and yes. you know um boss boss woman energy girl boss energy, and girl boss energy yeah as, and how um, it can sometimes be exactly that that creates an offset in in romantic relationships because i think wearing the pants has become a lot more common among women and mm-hmm. I think a lot more women are speaking up and calling their shots and not putting up with as much shit in our generation, which is awesome. And I'm so here for that. But I think it can create a little bit of tension at times in relationships because things that used to be so clearly divided within the power dynamic mm-hmm. are becoming a lot more gray and a yeah. lot more blurred. And I think that is where these issues, not issues, but that's where this entire conversation kind of takes a turn. And it brings up a lot of interesting points. So I think we should tap into those. Um, But yeah, that's kind of an outline of what we're talking about today. Thank you for being here. We are so excited, as always. Um, But yeah, let's let's dive in. Are you down to start with talking about um, the concept of balls in your court and kind of the different ways that 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 plays out and the ways that maybe we've experienced it and the ways in which that situation can arise at all? I'm I'm so down to start with that. I think if you um 
if you have any opening thoughts, because I know yes. you, you had curated this really interesting topic. So if you have anything you want to start out with, yeah, definitely. Let her let her go. I think you know, it. This is a this is something that I've heard and used myself a lot. Oh, you know, balls in his court in relationships that I've been in in the past. Things can sometimes play out very um, kind of blatantly divided in a sense of, oh, you know, I put myself out there. Let's see if, you know, he takes the bait or like if he's if he's willing to reciprocate that energy, whether that's you, you know, reaching out to someone and being like, hey, I'm super into you. Like we should get drinks or whether that's you being like, you know. I really want to take things to the next level. Let me know what your thoughts are. And then it's that idea Mm -hmm. of balls in his court. When you talk to your friends about it later that day, they're like, oh, okay, so you did that. And it's like, what are you going to do? And then you're like, oh, well, balls in his court. In that statement and in that moment in time, when you decide to make a move, I would say there's a risk factor involved in this whole situation, you know. You take a risk in telling somebody how you feel or shooting your shot or creating a, a situation which might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you're waiting for somebody to respond to that risk. And that yes. moment in time is when this whole power dynamic is kind of ignited, right? Like that's when the whole shift like starts. That's when the other person is like, wow, like this person just handed me a situation, a feeling, a statement mm-hmm. on a silver platter, and I get to decide if I want to take a bite, essentially. Suddenly, we have this idea of like, all right, well, she's super into me. I can kind of do what I want with that information. I can either go for it and date her or take it to the next level or show interest back or whatever. Or I can kind of like take that moment in time knowing that she feels this way about me yeah and I can use that to my advantage and I can stay on top and that is where the problem figuratively and literally yes (laughs) and that's where the problem arises I think in our generation is people people wait for that moment in time where they're where it goes from you know you're getting to know each other things are pretty equal to one person lays it on the line and the other person gets to decide how to digest that and how to respond to that and if that decision falls into the hands of somebody who is power hungry which a lot of times people are in relationships that's when shit becomes messy and I want to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like this is so common in college this is so common even post-grad like this is just how people are and it's it's kind of a mechanism of self-preservation and self-protection but I also wonder if it's just just the feeling of being on top and being the decision maker that gets people the ultimate like high quote unquote and that's why it's so popular I don't know what are your thoughts on that I you I just love whenever you talk because I'm just jotting down so much um but I think I want to touch upon the uh, the term that I really enjoy that you brought up is just in this case ball is in his or her court and I think I it's funny because I've used this term I mean even mostly when it comes down to reaching out to people or in this case, whether it's a relationship or a friendship. And I think it's really interesting because whenever I say it, I have the intention of, okay, I've sent out my, my flair. I've sent out my, what I intended to do now. Mm -hmm. Okay. I set this expectation. They have to 
they're going to respond like I, it's basically taking taking an emotional weight off my shoulder when I say right. that. Right. Like, okay, I've done all I can. Fall is in their court. Right. Done. And it, in a way, it's kind of funny whenever I <laughs> say it. I feel as though I, I take that subconscious weight off of my chest. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I've done all I can. It's in their court. Okay. Like, yeah. and I love that because I, I totally do the same thing. It's, it's, it is a, co- it's like a coping mechanism. It honestly. is. It's literally um, like a, uh, all better. Like you stick a bandaid yep, on it's massive. Like, it's such a bandaid statement. Yep. It is. Yeah. Um, and I think going off of that, when you make that, um, when I've made that move, um, and when I even hear other people say it, it's, it's really true where I feel you are setting an expectation in this case, when I've sent something else, something out to somebody, I subconsciously set an expectation for that person to like reply or say something that mm-hmm. I want them to hear. And I think it's, as you mentioned, which I love, it's just like you're putting a, band- a bandaid on the situation, but you're also setting this, you know, I wouldn't say goal, but kind of what I said, an expectation for yeah. what you want to hear back. And totally, it's, like you're putting with that reply you're like relaying your feelings onto what that situation is you're kind of you're putting yourself out on the line and you're just thinking what I've noticed is when I want to hear something back I say okay you know I I've done all that I can I hope that he they reply in this way check and I think yeah it's um what I also took from what you were saying which I thought was really, um, I thought it was worth noting is, um, especially when it comes to the power dynamics aspect of, um, putting the ball in his or her court, whether that be a text message, whether that be, you know, even confronting somebody about something, Mm -hmm. I think you're putting the power in, like when you're making yourself vulnerable and you're, you're like confrontation, like you're saying something that you want, you've been wanting to say, um, whichever the, the circumstance may be, you're putting the power in their hands. I think right. in this case, and I'll explain that a little bit more is when you express your feelings about something, you're making yourself vulnerable yeah. and it's really tricky where, like I've noticed myself when I make myself vulnerable and I bring up and I will mention some things about myself that I, it takes me a while to, to bring up or talk about, or even if it's in this case, speaking to somebody new, somebody that I like, or if it's a friendship, you know, reaching out, um, I'm, you're putting yourself and I've noticed I put myself in a vulnerable position where people, you, you're giving other people that side of yourself that you wouldn't otherwise, if you didn't reach out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you're putting the power in this case, like in their hands, yeah. Um, where they could take it. And I have this visualization right now where it's like you're holding this, like, just ball of light, and yeah. you're just it's on a platter, and you're saying, okay, like this is a part of me. Mm. Um, like, how will you? What will you do with this? Will you take it? Right. And will you conserve it? Will you nourish it, or will you just snatch it Rush and it. just eat? Like be use it to gain more power yourself and right. I'm thinking this like elixir of light that people yes. can either you know but anyways I think going off of that it's I have a lot of ideas that I just yeah. I'm it's catching a lot on. but it's, no it's a lot it's interesting because I think a lot of people will I've noticed I don't want to say a lot because I have I have optimism but I feel like some people will find will take that vulnerable sense like side of you Mm. and I think since 
I mean, mostly, unless you know exactly what, as I mentioned before, unless you know exactly what you're doing, that's awesome. But a lot of people are just finding their own way and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're uncertain within their lives. I've noticed I, there's a lot of parts of myself where I'm, you know, uncertain with what's to come. And I think taking advantage of that emotional side of somebody mm-hmm. that they put themselves out on the line, they're able to, they feel control, a sense of control within their mm-hmm. lives when they do that. Um, and I would love to hear your like perspective on mm. that regarding really... when you're putting yourself out on the, like on the line or you're there, you can sense a sense, some type of power struggle within a relationship and you're trying to help fix a situation that might've mm. gone awry or yeah, how did you things for your partner that to help fix the situation and it's you're, you're putting yourself out in the line and you only feel like you're being taken advantage of. And I just, um, but I would love to hear your perspective on Mm. power. Yeah. That power dynamic. And in this case, yeah. If you have any, anything to go off of that. Yeah. I think you make a, a lot of really great points and I think it's exactly what you said, Maggie. It's the sense of taking advantage of somebody's weakness and vulnerability. And I think that, what you just said actually opened up an entire new thought that I hadn't even thought of before. So thank you. Of course. Um, It's the idea of, you know, it's it's exactly what you said. Sending that text already sucks. Nobody wants to be the one that's like, all right, Mm -hmm. fuck it. Let me put it all out there for somebody. Let me just be honest and tell them how they feel. That is never easy. Even if people make it look easy or if people seem super confident, it's like, oh, like this person has it all together sending a text like that is never easy it's all you're always worried about how the reaction is going to go you are always worried about it it's something that's extremely difficult to kind of overcome and just be like you know what I want to be honest with this person it takes a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of practice I would say in my personal experience to get to that point I would say I'm finally at that point where I confidently can say that if I like somebody I will tell them People will not be confused about how I feel about them at this point in my life because I just have had enough practice to where I'm like, you know what? It's not even about how the other person is going to take it or the power dynamic flip because sometimes it's just a risk you have to take. If you feel a certain way about somebody, it's like, all right, whatever. Like, I just need to tell them so that I know. And a lot of a lot of my coping mechanism personally comes from, you know, if this person doesn't want to be in a relationship with me or take things to the next level, like, oh, I literally hate that sentence. But like, you know what I mean? Like if somebody wants to like expand an emotional connection with you or not, I would rather know sooner than than later because I don't, I don't want to waste my time. That's my biggest thing of all. Like I would rather put myself out there and then somebody be like, ah, nah, I'm good. And the other thing that I was going to say is it becomes kind of obvious when you have experienced it multiple times and I have been, I guess in a way lucky to have been able to experience these, these power dynamics get taken advantage of in situations. I've been on both ends, right? I've been the one to send the risky text and I've been the one to receive one. And then finally be holding that freaking elixir that you were talking about and being like, Oh God, what do I do? I'm holding this person's heart in my hand. And it's, it becomes a very difficult situation either way. However, when you're put in those situations and you have difficult different outcomes over time with different people in different situations, it becomes very clear to me when people 
use your risky text, let's just call it that, as a leg up. And there are certain signs that I've noticed. Yeah. There are certain actions that change when people use that moment in time, like we talked about earlier, to kind of step above you and kind of take the whole balls in my core, I call the shots, to a level where it's unattractive and you need to get out. And I think that's something that a lot of people, including myself, have struggled to identify whether people are, you know, using that opportunity to one-up you and to have the power and to always be like, oh, she's more into me than I'm into her. So, like, it's fine type dynamic. And there, there are very simple signs that you can look out for for that. And in my, in my experience, it's been, you know, simple things like, are you always reaching out to them, trying to see them, trying to yep. make plans? Are you always the one, you know, reassuring them about how they are? Are they putting on this front of being highly insecure and constantly needing validation from you? Is that something that you're constantly feeding somebody else's validation needs and you know that can look and that can look very differently person to person but what does that look like what shifts in that moment in time where you give somebody else that power over you and are you suddenly feeling as though they are calling all the shots in so many other forms like are they the ones suddenly being like well I'm this is what's happening in my life so like either like pull up in it or don't and it's it's hard to explain specifics and I'm trying to think of more examples I don't know if you have any that you've kind of dealt with in your um personal life or things that you've heard people go through but I've I feel like there's so many little little like gadgets that like shift when somebody is suddenly in control and they use that to their advantage and they don't use that as a moment to you know, reciprocate whatever you were saying to them. Like, oh, thank you so much for saying that. Like, I actually feel the same way. This is so cool. We can move forward. Yes. I think I'm, it's tricky because I'm trying to think of like any specific personal experiences, but I can resonate with your idea Mm -hmm. going off of the, like in this case, expression where you're kind of setting, like it's important in this case um, to, understand both sides of like the party that are involved Mm -hmm. and understanding what both people are going through before you as you had mentioned you know make make a decision to go about this the situation that's at hand and deciding okay like I could say this and basically having a filter before you say something before you perform an action um, for somebody else. And I think it's a l- in most situations that I've noticed um, it can be tricky when somebody just immediately makes a decision and doesn't really take into account what that person has been going through or mm. what environment like they're they're they've been, you know, in and how that has affected uh, what they're going through. And I, I think that's kind of what I've like, what I can add to that um and I it's actually um I think it's cool I looked this up Mm, yes uh, I looked up the the actual the definition of um the ball is in one's court and I think this will really add to um some of the things that you were saying and it really ties so well with um with your what you had 
just kind of spoken about. And I think, mm-hmm. so I'll just say it right now is that yes. uh, it's an idiom and the ball is in one's court is defined as bur- um, burden with expectations or requirements for something. And the example that they give is what do you think we should do about the project? Question mark. And then um, the ball is in your court. So I think, I don't know. I, it can be what I think is really interesting is that it can be applied to this term can be applied to both um, a circumstance that is, you know, in a really like in a relationship. Oh, I metaphorically, like metaphorically, but also literally, if that makes sense, like the ball is in one's court where, okay, as you had mentioned, I have made this move. Okay. Now they're that they have to, I, I have this expectation for them to perform a certain way. Right. Um, then, or whether it's, you know, within a work environment when you say, okay, I've performed this task and this is what I'm, I have this specific expectation for them. Okay. Now this is their, the ball is in their court. They have to now perform this. So right. I think, I don't know if I said it correctly, yes, but I, it's the, ex- it's fly to do to two different uh, situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that was really. I think that's you explained it really well in a sense of like the minute you expect people to deliver a certain response or a certain just feedback in general, just an energy that you put out or a text that you send, that's when you're ultimately going to get disappointed. And then that's where that like that power shift really takes on like a yeah. life of its own. And then all of a sudden it's your entire relationship. That's like this guy or this girl is like the one who is controlling my emotions and my mood. And we see that all the time. The idea of somebody all of a sudden, you know, you get to know each other and there's a healthy period of, you know, you're just like getting to know each other and things are great. And then all of a sudden there are times where your partner just has so much control over how you feel and that's that just takes me back to college when I would let people kind of dictate my mood for the day or make me really sad or like things would be controlled by how somebody was responding to my messages or somebody Mm -hmm. responding to my calls and that's where that power dynamic shifts and all of a sudden your mood is dependent on somebody else's actions and that in that moment again we're giving somebody else the power to dictate how we feel and that's dangerous because you get to a point with people where it's like you're depending on them to make you happy and I think that's what's so dangerous about young love it's like you got like it's so cheesy and it's so annoying to hear and nobody wants to hear it like you have to find happiness and confidence in yourself to where you enter relationships and you no longer expect people to be the ones to make your day better. Yes. You are no longer giving people the power to make your day better or to keep your mood up or to constantly reassure you or give you validation. Like those things have to be had to an extent at least to where you can bring that to the table and not rely on somebody else to be your lifeline. And I think that is like a huge, huge thing that I had to learn in college because it's exhausting at the end of the day right like nobody wants to be nobody wants to feel like shit and rely on somebody else to make them feel good exactly and then I I mean you brought up a really good point where I mean it's a question that I ask myself is where does disappointment come in when you Mm. set yourself up for holding yourself holding yourself to a specific expectation of a 
in this case, a friendship, or as you mentioned, young love getting into something at a really young age. And in this case, you know, when you enter something, when you're really long, when, when you're really young, there's, you're very naive. You're kind yeah. of this with guns ablazing, with just in this case, no, no real prefrontal cortex saying, okay, like I'm just going to make all these decisions and I have nothing to lose because I'm young, I'm free. I just, and nothing can go wrong. And I think it's, it's so weird when you get older and Mm. responsibilities start piling up, um, expectations from, you know, um, other people start piling up and it's just, it's such an odd balance between, okay, I, I need to be I need to gain this level of self-sufficiency before I enter a new relationship. And I need to be confident within myself before I enter a new relationship. Mm -hmm. So I can live up to this specific end of, you know, in this case, the relationship. I I can hold my own and not. Exactly. So I need in this like specific validation from this person all the time so I feel like I am whole um mm. it's so it's so difficult to to like to get there you know, to get there because yeah. it's I mean self-confidence is something that I like I personally like it's it's difficult for me to sometimes wake up and say hey like hey like I'm I, on top I, of the world I'm, I'm let's on top get of the it world. right today's gonna be an amazing day um and it's it can be it can be really tricky someday some days to just yeah. wake up and feel that way and I think especially getting into relationships and getting um and putting that on somebody else it's it's definitely a challenge being able mm. to that point of okay I can tell myself that every day and feel good about it um, rather than needing somebody else to tell me that um, so yeah I think you brought up a really good point um, with that's it. huge. Yeah, said, and it's so interesting, Maggie, because it's exactly that. And I wonder if what your point just made me think again. Like again, thank you. You saying, you know, that people struggle with confidence, and that that's a universal human trait. That's something that we all deal with. May not be on a daily basis, but at some point in time, it's something that we deal with as human beings Mm -hmm. in different like varieties, right? Some people deal with it to an extent where it's just like it's all they think about and other people deal with it on certain days where they just wake up and they're like wow I am nothing and I am nobody and why does anybody want to be with me at all and I think that goes to show and it it actually feeds into why some people are so power hungry right you think about why so many people take the opportunity to keep the ball in their court and to have that upper hand and it's a simple answer if you really think about it it feels good to be in control in, in every scenario, in your group project at school, at your job, if you are, if you work for yourself, you have a business, it feels good to be in control. If you, you know, are the one that plans the trip for your friends, you're the one, you make sure things go smoothly, you make sure everyone gets on the plane and, and the hotel's booked. It's, it's, a, it's a feeling that people crave to be in control in general. I think that's something that's very common, especially if you're like a type A individual, which guilty like I'm literally such a control freak when it comes to stuff but my point is you know why are people seeking out this um this position in the first place and I think a lot of it is 
it stems from insecurity and it stems from, you know, oh, if I have control over this other individual who is so awesome and so amazing, then I am better than them and I am worthy and I am stronger and I, I, I have the power to impact somebody so amazing. And I think that's yeah, why. That's huge. See, that's huge. Yeah. And I think you see some really independent and strong people get ripped apart in these toxic relationships that we see because of that factor right there it's that idea of wow I can't I can't believe she's letting someone treat her like that and we hear it all the time and it's like it's literally that simple and when people put you in that position of belittling you and taking advantage of you and you like one-upping you and keeping the the power on like in their court or whatever it's like it's almost you as the person on the other side because I've been on the other side and I've been on both. I want to say I'm not innocent either. There have mm-hmm. been times in high school where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have the power in this situation. I can do whatever I want with this situation. And maybe not being the fairest to the other person and not taking their entire feelings into account. And that's something, again, you hope to grow out of with age. But again, not everybody does. Anyways. <laughs> When you're on, yeah, when you're on the other side of things, when you're the person who is being controlled or when you are the person that's trying to seek balance and trying to seek power and get back on track with the other party member, the other relationship person involved, you're kind of like, it's kind of like the game of, you know, oh, like I can get the power back. I just need to like play the game right and then like tables will turn because they always do at some point there's always a flip of energy at some point in relationships that I've noticed and that I've experienced and that's something that maybe we can take the second half of this episode towards if you want yes why do these power dynamics shift what is it about power that at one point goes from one person to the next because we see it all the time and what does it take to get there is it you know personal growth is it realization is it a new partner is it cheating is it like what is it because there's there's shifts sometimes in relationships yep and it it makes you wonder why yeah I think well going off of that first point and thank you so much for transitioning um I think you bring up a really really good new points to go over about power dynamics but I think in this case one interpretation that I have regarding the reason why some people why power dynamics change within a relationship can be just merely the fact of how one's past relationship has influ- influenced the current relationship that somebody is in. And yes. I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, please. But I think that when you a past relationship and there's in this case, I'll just give a just random example that is, uh, is false. It's like fake, but you know, mm-hmm. this one guy has all the power and he feels as though he wants to be show power within a relationship because, for example, his past relationship that he had um, with this woman, she she was manipulative. She, you know, held all of the power within it. She dictated kind of everything within the relationship. And once that ended and this person, the guy had gotten into a new relationship with um with an individual, with a, with a, like, I don't know, with woman, man, who, who not, whatever. Um, <laughs> some point, um, he, he was left feeling defeated and powerless. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this person, this guy goes into this new relationship and says, okay, I, I want my power back. I, I feel like I've been defeated and I'm, you know, I'm, I've been left as just this deflated balloon of a human. I, I I want to feel as though I have worth within my next relationship. I want to feel as though I hold some type of power. Right. Like the whole not again mindset. Yeah. Yes. And I think going off of that scenario, which is, um, which is super random, but I think going off of that scenario, a the messages, you know, past relationships can really have a huge influence mm. on, you know, future relationships. And I think it's truly interesting how, especially one's past, like their childhood can influence how they handle relationships, how they see, in this case, power within um, how they want to control somebody else and yeah. Act- how that changes the way that they view themselves. And I think, I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Mm, I think that's so, that's yeah. so brilliantly said because it's exactly what you said. It's, there's so much associated with history and baggage. And that's why it's so fucked up when people treat people like shit because you're not just affecting that person and yourself in that situation. You're affecting every partner that they will have down the line. You are responsible for people's trust issues you're responsible for people self-worth and like self-esteem and there's just so many layers in that onion like I think it's I think it can be uncomfortable sometimes for people to people find comfortable comfortability mm -hmm. doing something that they know they can do well in this case how do I let me explain that even better let me explain explain that better Mm -hmm. Power in a way, if somebody is treated a certain way, if somebody is treated poorly and they only they believe that only having power within a relationship is the way to feel validated, to feel as though they're on top because that's the only that's the only way that they've been treated their entire life. It's comfortable to stay within that mindset rather than change and say, that's not how something should be run because right. I own that being on top my entire life is the only way to do it that's how my parents did it that's how my friends do it then that must mean that it's correct both no right i've i've run into that situation um where like some i've been around other people who have a mindset of like that i mean Mm, uh, not, not not i mean not super often but sometimes i'll meet people or i'll have people in my life who just believe that that is the right way to go about you know doing things and um how to treat other people because Mm. of the way that they their experiences and their environment that they have been in in the past and that has shaped how they think that that's the correct way to go about you know living life and it's so it baffles me because it's so the way that so messed up you know and it's it's a matter of comfortable comfort 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 i can't say that word comfortability is yeah that right why am i i'm making it so much more challenging than it should be but um i don't know if you catch my my drift but I yes think i've noticed that um change it becomes change it is just, so much harder to to do yeah. and to really adapt to because it's the fear of the unknown and mm-hmm. like being comfortable miser being comfortable in misery is a lot easier to just stay in rather than forcing yourself to 
change your mindset. Even if people have said, no, that's the right, that is, that is what we have done. That is the way that you should do it rather than say, no, this is wrong. I have to go against what I've been told and what I think is, what I think is right. Right. Make that adjustment. Again, so, so well put Maggie. And I think there's just, I, it makes you really just think like, why can't everybody just be nicer and more respectful towards their partners because you're setting people up for a lifetime of, I don't want to say like trust issues, but you see it all the time. And I meet people all the time that are like such wonderful people. And then they're like, oh, but I've been ruined by this one person or my ex still has this power over me. And it's so fucking sad because it's like, one, it's such a shame because there's some really, really wonderful people out there that have just been absolutely destroyed by a past relationship and you see the way that it, it affects them and it's really sad yeah um and nobody deserves that you know you don't choose when you get fucked over it just occurs and that's the risk of you know being romantic with people you risk that every single time and two it's like you can't you can't teach people to get over it you can't teach people to you know yeah this person treated you like shit but like you know there are still good people out there. It's like those situations affect individuals differently. And it's just, it's just sometimes the name of the game. Like, you know what I mean? It sucks. It's so, and it's so strange for me to think. Sorry. No, oh, don't worry. I'm like sneezing left and right, you guys. And it's so annoying. I know you're, I, I feel so bad. Like every time, every time <laughs> it's every, you're like, Maggie, I'm sick again. I'm like, why? I'm literally always ill. If you can tell from my voice, I don't usually sound like this, but, um, no, I think it's what I how I see it is I one of my not I mean I say biggest fears. I mean that's such a big statement, but a fear of that I have that I think kind of influences how I view myself is I'm scared I'm really afraid of becoming a version of myself that is not somebody that I truly <sighs> I truly believe in mm. like regarding like I don't want to just because I've been in an, I've been in a situation where doing the wrong thing is seen as doing is seen as doing the right thing. I don't want to fall into that mindset where I even though this is not something that I like this is seen as wrong and so many people in my, not so many people but people in my life have said okay this is like this is a, this is how I've treated somebody I know. And it's not right, but I've done it because it's been done like for so many years. And I, I've been mm. this for so many years and it's like, I'm afraid of, I don't want to become that person, even though people right. in my, my life have said, okay, this is how like given, given paved that path, but it's not, it's a path with thorns and it's a path with rocks, right? And creepy crawly bugs. And it's like, okay, I've had <laughs> I paved this path. I mean, it's there. I, I mean, I've walked on it and I think, you know, now that it's, it's paved, it's, it's, it's easy to walk on because it's already there, okay. but it's, it's telling myself you have to pave that yellow brick. You can pave that, pave that road, put some yellow bricks on it and do it for yourself. Exactly. And it's be scary to be chopping down those trees by yourself, you know, literally, and, and, literally and putting those bricks down by yourself. But it's, it's you know telling in this case I've told myself like it's you know the right thing to do it's scary but like you can do it and I'm obsessed with all the metaphors and I agree <laughs> completely <laughs> at the end of the day okay. it's I don't it's know really, I was trying to think of something of, no, of, I'm literally obsessed because of that's story. exactly how my brain works 
um, um, it's hard to pave your own path, right? And it's hard to do the right thing. It really is. If it was, if it wasn't hard, sometimes people, mm-hmm. everyone would be awesome and great, and it'd be butterflies and unicorns on planet Earth. But this shit's dark. It's a dark place, and there's a lot of hurt, and there's a lot yeah. of guilt, and there's a lot of anger, especially in relationships. And you see it all the time. You see people who never recover mm-hmm. from the way that other people treat them. And I think yes. if you take anything from this episode, it's you know remember that people are fragile at the end of the day. And that, mm-hmm. you know, being power hungry is not going to get you anywhere. It's selfish. It's immature to an extent. It's if you're constantly seeking power in a relationship, ask yourself, you know, why do I feel the need to be in control? Am I lacking control in other areas of my life? Why do I need to take down somebody else to build myself up? Why am I not built up enough to enter a relationship at an equal playing field, you know? There's a lot lot that goes into that. You ask yourself those questions if you feel like you relate to any of these things. And again, I'm the first to say, you know, I've definitely led people on and power dynamics my way through situationships and shit. But that was, you know, there was there was a time period where I did that. And that was definitely not okay. And I think I've learned a lot through through age, through experiences, through time, and through having really amazing friends that, you know, have given me insight and offered their advice and seeing the way that other people are. It's all a learning curve where nobody's perfect. But, you know, it's something to think about. How do you treat other people? How do you want other people to remember you? How do you want people to feel about you? And if somebody sends you a risky text, like, kudos to them. Like, like, I love that. Like, somebody was willing to be ballsy and, like, like take a risk and say something that might be a little bit uncomfortable. And you know what? I, it's, I'm at that point in my life where if you want to be open and honest with me, I will never, ever be an asshole about it. I will be like, you know what? Thank you so much. That was so cool of you to say. I'm sorry I don't feel the same way, but it's not something that should be taken advantage of. People people really suffer from that, and it affects people long term. So that's just something to put out there, whoever's listening. I don't know what kind of people on which power dynamic scale are listening, but I don't know. That's just like my little two peas in a pod about that. Well, your peas are making me great. <coughs> so thank you so much for that. And I think... Um, it's a that you're just great place to to really close things up and yeah um it's at the heart of it it's exactly as you just as you stated it um when people put themselves out in the line they're that's that's it's a really difficult thing to do and it's and I when I've noticed it and I see it I like the first thing that I think I'm like wow that must have taken balls like wow yeah I you know I really admire your, their confidence yeah and I think. You know, it's, it's, there's a sense of satisfaction. And I think I'm saying this because I've, I've been like, I'm tr- always learning from things that I do, whether they're mistakes that I've made or successes that I've had. Um, and I think it's, there's a sense of when you, there's a sense, not a, this is going to make me sound crazy, but <laughs> there is like, there's not satisfaction being, there is a sense of satisfaction with being in control. There's a sense of yes, satisfaction yes. having power, but there's so, there's so the, the most unsatisfying thing for is something that I've noticed within the way that I think is just taking advantage of somebody, even knowing that they've put themselves out on the line for yeah. for me, and they've taken the time to put themselves in an uncomfortable position to, you know, 
kind of say, fuck it. Who knows what, what will happen out of this, but I care about this person. And I, if they don't, you know, like me back, then I've tried my best. I put the ball in their court. Right. But, um, in that sense. And I think, um, it's how I see it is just, I, I try to put myself in their shoes and I say, wow, like I really admire their confidence. I really admire that they put themselves out on the line. And, um, if I want to reciprocate that, then I will respond in a way that reflects the way that they had reached out. And then in this case, mm-hmm. just, um, respectfully capacity to, to, to that, um, sense of like outreach from that person. Yeah is the best thing you can do and um exactly just be nice to people like people people are <laughs> hurting just be nice to people yep. people are hurting man and like shit cuts deep deeper than you may think the way that you respond to people it it's it affects them it sticks with them and and I see it all the time I see it with my friends I see it with myself I see it with people who have been in relationships for a long time that still bring up certain things that were said and done in the past and it's like it just goes to show human beings are highly sensitive and we just all need to do do our best to just not be assholes, man. It's literally that easy. It's yeah, it's not it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. But yeah. I love this episode. I think this was super Me fun. Too. This was so fun. Fun fun thing to think about because again, it's just it's so real and it's it's we're dealing with it constantly. So that's the tea, you guys. I don't know. Not much else to say on that front. I mean, I could talk about this subject for hours and I do, and my friends will, will tell you that, but um I'm so happy we got to sit down Maggie and record me too always it's so just such a treat to to sit to all of our listeners I hope you guys all had an amazing holiday whatever you celebrate and thank you as always for tuning in we'll be back with another episode next Friday and we're so excited that you're here of course thank you so much again Pia for starting us out and I'll see you guys bye peace